Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I am joined by a man who took Corona out back of the shed and drank it. Friends, his name is Justin. Hey, who's got limes? Yes, who has limes? We are 151. Uh, you can find us on social media at 151 The Show uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, YouTube, and newly added to TuneIn. Believe it or not, we are on TuneIn. So that's cool. That's very cool. Sorry, I'm having some kind of issue with my headphone right now, and I don't know what's <laughs> going on. You guys hear that? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. if you missed any of that, please head over to 151theshow.com and uh, find out all the information or this station's website. Meanwhile, we're sponsored by Skeleton Wine, which, oddly enough, I have it right here. And it's just, the wine show. It is finally the wine show. If you've been listening to us for the last couple of years, you know that uh, at some point we were like, you know what? We need to do a wine show that's all dedicated to Skeleton Wine, who's uh, happily, uh, we've happily accepted uh, them to be a part of the show the last uh, couple of years. Uh, 2015, this was actually made. So that's cool. Anyways, uh, joining us on the line tonight, uh, he is uh, kind of the guy that helped set up all this. He's a friend of Justin's, a parrot head, and a booze. I mean, he's a really nice, wonderful human being. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Foster's on the uh, line with us. What's up, Joe? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on tonight. Uh, no problem. Oh, did I get my? Oh, I got my headphones to work. Awesome. That's perfect. Anyways, Joe. Yay. Yeah, I know, right? It's the little things in life. Joe. Uh, uh, what what is what is your title, Joe? What what should we go by here? A vice president of sales. Vice president? God, Justin's a vice president. You're a vice president. Then there's me. That suck. <laughs> it, it means it means that there's two guys out there nervously going. I die. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or if someone else dies, I have to do all of the work. Right. <laughs> So, uh, Joe, you're uh, you're a fine. I want to say peddler, but that sounds so bad. <laughs> you're a fine peddler of alcohol, right? Consultant. How about that? Consultant of good time. Consultant of ooh, that that is actually a good one. Did you come up with that drunk or? I just did that right now, actually. I just the peddler thing for a second. I'm like, here comes Joe. The peddler opens his sack and he just starts pulling out bottle after bottle. Here you go, young man. Enjoy. Forget about this night with me. You uh, know, but that pretty much sums up the uh, entire history of Joe's and mine relationship. It's it's just been where this guy goes, good times follow. He's like, here. Oh, I've seen Joe at concerts. It it is a good time. Like oh, it's yes. it's like a cyclone I, of good time around. <laughs> Joe, did, I, I think that's a compliment. I'll take it. It totally is. Did you did you know that you're going to get your uh, balls busted this much as soon as you came on? Oh, you're breaking up. I'm going to have to disconnect. Yeah, exactly. Guys, have a great night. Thanks for having me on. Joe can't take it. All right, guys. Well, hey, this is the wine show. This is where we're going to talk about some of the wine that uh, Joe provided for us and uh, got us hooked up with Skeleton uh, Wine. Uh, you can find out more about them at their website, SkeletonWine.com, or on their Facebook page, at Skeleton Vineyards. Um, let's see. Well, let's just start here. Joe, I got this bottle of green stuff in front of me. What is it? It's Grüne Vettliner. And if you notice, you. a little German inflection there. Yeah. That's because... The uh, grape bridal and this wine is from Austria. And uh, this is one that uh, has really started to catch on in America, especially with sommeliers at restaurants, because Grüne Weltliner 
is one of those wines that is incredibly versatile with food. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, I mean, this is one that, I mean, you can go all across the board because the great acidity of the wine is going to pair with so many different things on the menu. And kind of a fun story about Bruno Veltlana is that uh, one of the top dogs in the entire wine industry, a master of wine named Janice Robinson, uh, she held a tasting and Gruner Veltliner kicked everybody's butt. I mean, it was crushing Grand Cru uh, Chardonnays that uh, normally would never be beat by anything other than another Chardonnay. Okay. And people ta- doing the tasting just love this wine because of the balance of acid. And it's a super, super fun brand. This is actually a brand. Uh, this is actually a really cool pop culture story because okay. that uh, two brothers, the Barish brothers, uh, started this company and they do all kinds of great things. They have Cloud Chaser Rose, the Luc Belair, uh sparkling wines from France, Bamboo Rum, uh, McQueen and the Fog Gin. I mean, these guys are awesome. And uh, one of the brothers had this Zoom meeting that we all were on a couple of weeks ago and uh, he had on Wiz Khalifa and Rick Ross. And really? Let me tell you. That was the wildest Zoom I have ever been <laughs> in my life. Those those guys have stories for days. They have personalities. For, Wiz Khalifa might be one of the coolest people I've ever talked to in my life. He's just exudes cool. And Rick Ross is just like, it's just like the personality. Like you, you can see why this guy's a superstar just when you talk to him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I mean, these guys are super down with uh, upcoming trends pop culture they get it and that's why they went after when they could have picked any white wine they picked Gruner Veltliner because they actually understand that hey this is an up-and-coming trend we're gonna lead it we're gonna be at the front of it and uh, I love this wine hey Joe that is kind of an interesting question with this kind of stuff and it's just kind of wine in general what is kind of the cycle on wine because uh back when uh, what was that movie sideways when it came out it seemed like everybody was like oh Marlowe and all this kind of stuff and then it went to you know you see uh, ebbs and flows with uh, breweries, with uh, uh, whiskey, with different you know liquors yeah. and stuff. What's kind of the ebb and flow with uh, with wine? That's actually uh, everybody in the wine industry. That movie Sideways was such a headache to all of us because that's all that anybody <laughs> wanted to talk to, and any of us that uh, taught wine courses where we listened to other classes people would bring up sideways all the time. You're like, oh, no, stop. There's so much more to wine than a movie that basically bashed Merlot and uh, prompted uh, Peel Noir to uh, have this big, huge explosion. And what was crazy was Merlot is one of the noble grapes of Bordeaux in France. And people were freaking out. about, Oh, I'm never going to drink that again because of this movie. So literally Merlot vineyards, these old vineyards, were being ripped up and replanted. Really? Because of... The Merlot tanked so bad because of this sideways effect is what it was called in the industry. And uh, luckily, because Merlot is such a beautiful wine, um, luckily, it's kind of got to the point where that's starting to fade away. And we're starting to see Merlot actually grow again. I was going to say, sideways has been, what, 10 years ago at least? It's been forever, and we're still talking about it. But, uh, you know, there's, there's better wine movies out there like Bottle Shock is one of my favorites, and that's actually chronicling uh, with uh, Rest in Peace, Alan Rickman, okay. um, who uh, actually, you know, his character uh, did the Judgment of Paris, this uh, wine competition in France where all these American uh, upstarts went over to France and beat up on all these big-name wineries in France. That really, it's, <laughs> it, jump-started, it jump-started the American wine industry. 
Okay, from let, just being table wine to something special. Here, let me ask you guys this, uh, is, Joe Foss. Is that? Oh, go ahead, is, Justin. It's not like I had a damn point. Is, is Bottle Shock's the one with Chris Pine, isn't it? Yeah, it's got Chris yes, Pine in it. I love that movie. I've never seen Sideways, but I've seen Bottle Shock. It, it's such a it's such a better movie about wine uh, because it really does tell the history. It's it's so much. And Chris Pine rocks. I love Chris. And Pine. you can't underestimate the appeal of Chris Pine. Come on. No. I just like how you had to look it up on your phone to figure out if it was actually him or not. Because I was couldn't remember the name of it until here's to you, Justin. And I'm like, boom, there it is. Bill Pullman, Chris Pine. Yes. All right. Well, here's your little bit of trivia. So going back to Sideways, which was 2004, which I am looking it up on the uh, phone. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score for Sideways is? Using their critics, it's probably 73. What was yours, Justin? 47. 47? That's what you said? Yes. It has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Goodness gracious. What was your uh, aftershock, or what was that? Bottle, Bottle shock. shock. Bottle shock. That's probably 50%. Now, now I'm curious. Justin, you want to look that up since you already had it pulled up? Uh, Joe Foster joining us tonight on uh, 151 The Show. Uh, he is a connoisseur of all kinds of uh, famous beverages and whatnot. Um, what, say that, say that, Grunter, what? Grunter Grunter. It doesn't seem like that should be a wine. Grunter Because it's got... The Austrian origin, so I got to throw in a little extra Arnold there, you know. That seems like that should be uh, what's the? Uh, 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 it should be like an uh, offshoot of Jaeger. <laughs> All right, so this thing is this is from Austria, correct? Yes, it's from Austria. Right. So what extremely I... crisp, refreshing, aromatic white wine. Uh, it, just... it pairs very well with uh, with grilled pork and vegetables because that's the way that when what, the wife and I sampled it one night, and I'm like, hey, let's try this, and then we killed the bottle like that. <laughs> it was gone, and it was so good. You know what I, I do like about it? And, you know, truth be told, like, I, I don't know a ton about wines. We were talking about the wine that comes out of the can here, you know, before the show started. And Nothing wrong with wine that comes out of a can. You know no, I love it. No, but you know what? When uh, you're, you think of wine as something that's going to be sophisticated, right? Yeah. And I'm talking about the one that comes out of the can. Anyways, this. We're coming back to this, by the way. We're coming back. To okay, this. cool. Uh, this stuff, it doesn't have like the alcohol punch that a lot of wines have. Like it's not. No, it, it is low, it's you, lower alcohol. You, you know what I? You know what I'm saying? Because there's a yeah. lot of wines that I'll take a drink of and I'm like, that's just rubbing alcohol in there. This this does not have that taste. Well, you know who likes you lo- you know who likes that uh, little bit of kick of alcohol, Adam. That's that's called men. <laughs> it's not the kick of alcohol I don't like. It is the oh, that's just he, alcohol. He wants a well balanced. Yes, I have a sophisticated yeah. palate, you jackass. Yeah. So we're coming back. We're coming back to your comment about sophistication. <laughs> I like so my entire- hold on a second, Joe. I like how this episode you get a couple drinks of Justin and I, and it's just like two cats going at each other right now. <laughs> but here in here in twenty minutes it's gonna be no you. From looking at the video, from looking at the video of Justin's bottles, is he seen a moment? Uh, the two cats, that is his catnip, evidently. So oh god. Full uh full disc- full disclosure for the viewing audience. 
before we started this call, I, I uh, when I opened the the meeting tonight, this was a full bottle, full liter bottle, a liter bottle. This is not an average bottle. I went on ahead and started. Uh, I'm about six glasses in already. So Why are you even I'm bothering gonna... with a cup? I'm classy and sophisticated. <laughs> I really, I have got to talk to my agent about scheduling these appearances. Hey, Justin. So this is a personal, this is a personal favor to me, man. We've got too much history. You're screwed. <laughs> Justin. Hey, cheers, buddy. Hey, buddy. Cheers. Joe, Joe, you want to get, you want to, you want to hit this? Come on. There you go. There we go. <laughs> but let's go back to the sophistication thing. Yeah, okay. sure. Let's go back to that. Okay. So my entire career. Um, when I first started off in the wine industry, oh my gosh, it you was were crushing so grapes, easy. right? What's that? You're crushing grapes, right? Yeah. No, I was just a, I was just a wee little lad in California <laughs> crushing grapes. And there was this lady named Lucy and Ethel next to me. But anyway, that's another episode of, uh, I love Lucy, but, uh, no, everybody was so pretentious. It's just like, oh my gosh! It's like no wonder why the average American, especially I, when doesn't want to drink wine because everybody is so full of themselves that every class I've taught since that point, I don't care how you drink your wine as long as you enjoy it. You know, I've talked to people that will buy expensive Napa Cabernets, yeah, and they will throw them in the refrigerator because they like them chilled, and I'm like, ah, in my mind, like, don't do that. Do it at cellar temperature. But you know what? If that's what they like, it's their bottle. They bought it. You know what Enjoy it, kind, it. You know what it kind of sounds like? It kind of sounds like the world of vinyl, which you're a vinyl guy, right? Yeah, huge vinyl guy. Where it, yeah. yeah, I see it all. That's great. Yeah. But excuse me, uh, going back to it, it, it kind of seems like for a while vinyl was one of those pretentious things where it was like, oh, well, if you don't have the, uh, you know, the original cast or, you know, whatever vinyl language you want to use. And now it's like, hey man, if you like, you know, if you like drinking, uh, you know, box wine and uh, listening to your really, really crappy vinyl, hey, that's awesome, you know. Yeah. It seems like it's grown. Yes, it has. It has. Well, you're that drinking is- California wine and listening to a third pressing. My God, I'm disgusted with you. <laughs> oh God, this is one five one the show. You can find out more about us at one five one the show dot com or this station's website uh, dot com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at one five one the show. And uh, we hope that you find us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, YouTube, new to tune in, and uh, so much more. All at one five one the show. Joe Foster joining us uh, right now. I cannot remember his title, but we'll say. Uh, Justin, VP. what VP? Uh, He's a VP. A VP of uh, what? He needs a better title than what he gave us. Uh, King he, of Vino. I don't. Ooh, Vice President, the Wine of, King, Joe Foster, the Wine King. Oh, uh, you need to. Oh no 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 no, Joe, I got an idea for you. Okay, stay with me on this. Okay. Get right. a card that says Joe Foster, the Wine Wine King, and then uh-huh. have you holding the bottle like Lion King <laughs> at the top of Pride. <laughs> At the top of front yes, <laughs> yes, it it has to be done. Ugh. I'm gonna have some more wine. How about you, Justin? What do you got over there? I have, I have the the skeleton the the Malbec. I'm pronouncing that correctly, right? Yeah, that's Malbec. Malbec. It's Malbec. Malbec. Yes. Yeah. This is an Argentinian wine. 
And it, I know it, that because it says on the label. So Malbec uh, is really, that's actually one of, the, one of the famous grapes of Bordeaux, France, but it also happens to grow in Argentina extremely well, uh, especially Mendoza in Argentina. And I got so close to going there. I flew into Chile to Santiago, yeah, and we yeah. were supposed to go to Argentina, and then Chile and Argentina got into a fight. I so, say they had a little tiff, didn't they? Yeah, they did when I was down there. So I ended up at the embassy, uh, which ended up being really cool. Uh, the Chilean embassy, uh, well, it's actually the Argentinian embassy in Chile. That's as far as we got. That's as, which is technically Argentinian soil. So I can right. say that I'm in Argentina. Uh, but I never got to Mendoza, but someday, uh, beautiful mountains, elevation, just the right amount of rain, not too much, not too little and big, bold, full, uh, fruit forward Malbec, which you're probably tasting, uh, depending depending on the oak aging, you might get a little tobacco, sweet tobacco finish on that, which that's one of the aspects that I love so much. Kind of that wet tobacco was the bottle full when you started, Justin. When you it open the bottle, was it was it full? I can tell you that it abounds with aromas of violet plum, blackberry jam, uh, and a rich fresh fruit and vibrant acidity. Oh. <laughs> acidity. The label put what I was feeling in the words very very well. <laughs> <laughs> and that that acidity is so important for the food. That's why uh, Malbec is so great with steak because the acidity. It cleanses your palate from the proteins of the steak. Right. And 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 so it's funny that you say that because as I'm sitting here thinking, I, what I was about to say is what I really, really, really want is a steak. very, very medium to rare, medium, rare uh, bone-in ribeye right now to go with this. Perfect. Not that I don't always want that, but especially right now. But, uh, yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why uh, wine and food are so important together because they do work so well and they help each other. Uh, Malbec, for example, with steak, you know, after, you know, when you taste that first piece of that ribeye, it's just so juicy, flavorful, and amazing. Then the next bite, your palate kind of gets a little tired. That's because your palate <clears throat> is coated in protein. The wine, the acid, cleanses your palate and makes that next bite of steak just like the first. Ta-da! Food and wine, it works. How much, let me ask you this, and this might sound really dumb on my part, but you know how uh, the, the pairing of different wines and all that kind of stuff, how much of that is just bullshit? How much of it is actually true? It's it's pretty legit. Is it really? It's, yeah, it's there's a science to it, and it's all, honestly, I guess it's tough. It's tough to narrow it down without having like an hour to explain it to you, but uh, the acid level really, really matters that uh, you don't want to have the acid of the wine overpower the acid of the food. You really, it's a science to it. It's why with, if, you know, if you're having like pad thai or Thai cuisine, you want to have a Riesling because those acid levels match and they don't overpower each other. So it's all legit. Okay. People let me, that, let me yeah. ask you this, Joe, in, in this case, like with, uh, with, with the pairing of wine and all that, what's the one pairing that you would say, do this and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, man, that's an easy one, because whenever I teach a class, if I have a chance with the New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc and goat cheese, people's minds explode like ratatouille. They see they see colors. They see colors just explode in their mind. Uh, just the herbaceousness of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, very uh, ferny, grassy, if you will, 
and goat cheese, you think about the what, what the goats are eating. They're, they're chewing on grass all the time. And it's just those flavors just work so well together. Uh, another one that if I have a chance to do is actually like Maytag blue cheese okay. uh, with a little bit, little bit of honey on it and a tawny port or a sauterne wine. Those just people just realize like this really is a thing. This is a science to this. People spend their entire lives trying to perfect this and they don't. Huh, that's interesting. I mean, I've just never been, and, and I know this will, I don't know if it sounds bad or unsophisticated or whatever you want to call it, but I, I've never quite grasped the whole, oh, you have to pair this this food with this wine. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do anything, number one. Do what you want. Okay. If you enjoy, if you enjoy the taste of a certain wine with a certain food, do it. And don't let me or anybody that says they're an expert, which there really are no wine experts, uh, there's so much to learn that to be an expert, you, you know, everything. And that's not the case. You'll spend an entire lifetime, uh, learning all the information and still not even be close to knowing it all, but do what you want, you know, taste, taste something. And if it works, do it and don't listen to us, just enjoy it. But I've, our... I've been drinking, sorry, not to interrupt. I've been drinking yeah. whiskey for, for 20 plus, uh, years and I can tell you the last time I was in Texas, uh, just over by the Alamo, there's a distillery down there, and they have an upper restaurant area. And I was served a whiskey flight with a their sampling charcuterie-style tray. And they said, do this with this and this with this, and it'll change your life. And I went, ah, it's BS, but, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're across from the Alamo. We're in Texas. I want to drink whiskey. Let's do it. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm 40 years old. I didn't. I, I I didn't think I had anything else to learn. Uh, and I, I hit 40, and that was semi. it. Right. <laughs> Life is well, over. I I I take pride in knowing my whiskey. I I know what I like. You know, I know how it's going to go. Uh, and obviously, you know, wine's a different scenario for me. But uh, when it came to whiskey, I felt like I knew what I was talking about, and I learned. So much that day. Uh, so I have no doubt. Joe and I have talked about our entire time that we've known each other, which is probably also coming up on 20 years, if we yeah, want to be coming. honest with it, sadly enough, um, uh, about getting together and, and doing one of his wine classes and, and, quite frankly, just sitting down and getting pretty loaded. But we never have made it, and, and I, I want to do it now more than ever. Cool. But the main thing is do what you want. That's there what you. I'm saying. You know, just enjoy it. And my job, what our job is as wine consultants, is to coach you, mentor you, and show you, if you so do choose to learn, what the right way of doing things <clears throat> is. Now, when you leave, do what you want. You know, you've worked hard to buy that bottle of wine. I just want you to enjoy it, however you so choose to. But it's my job to try to teach you how to do it to the best maximization of that experience. You know, they that did that. Sense? Yeah, they did that in Sideways. He took it to a fast food restaurant and ate it with the cheeseburger. God, yeah. si- God Sideways yeah. is such a good movie. Just the best well, wine movie out there. I could well, probably I learn a lot by watching Sideways. I tell you what, one of the ones I learned the most from was uh, James Maynard Keenan's Blood into Wine on Netflix, uh, lead singer of uh, Tool. Really? Yeah, he uh, he's out in Arizona carving out vineyards in the desert uh, making wine. Is he, though? He is. He really is. They actually uh, they flew out one of the uh, uh, spectators, uh, critics, and 
he's making great wine. Not not the best in the world, but he's making really, really good wine. I, I always see the artists and all that. I don't know what it is, but it seems like every artist out there has to uh, either endorse or like, hey, guess what? I'm in the whiskey business now. Or, hey, I drink a lot of beer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a brewer now. And it's always like, or, you're, you. I make Crystal Head Vodka and believe in aliens. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> but, but going back to it, I mean, the whole point of that is, are they really? Or are they just giving somebody money so they can go, hey, yeah, guess what? I'm making beer. Or I'm making whiskey, but they're really not. It's it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss with these, uh, which I actually represent quite a few of these brands. And really? And some of them are incredibly involved, and some of them are just like what you're saying. You know, it's just it's something they like. They like to <clears> taste wine, and uh, they're not really involved with the day-to-day. But uh, some of these people are really in the trenches tasting, doing the blends. Like I, rec- I re- uh, represent uh, Zach Brown's wine. Z yeah. Alexander, he is doing the blending. He's doing the tasting. He's out in the vineyards. He's incredibly serious about it. So I mean, those guys uh, and gals that are out there actually doing all this stuff, those are the ones that we really get behind because they have a passion for it and they're really highly engaged in it. And there are some other brands that I don't represent where the people just put their name on it to make some money. Yeah, but uh, huh, interesting. I. I... I just, it's something you never really think about or really, you know, oh, hey, it's Dan Aykroyd and he's got his uh, Crystal Skull Vodka. You yeah. Know? Oh, he must have handmade. It's like, no, you know what it, you know what represent or uh, explains it really well is all the Ryan uh, Reynolds commercials for Aviation Gin. Which I represent that. So I'm, I'm kind of partial to him. Uh, you know, and he, I was going to bring him up, enough to buy Joe, I've. Joe, I, I've, I, well, I did a shameless plug uh, one night after just uh, the wife wanted to buy it, uh, and we tried it. Uh, I still haven't heard from Ryan. If you could uh, grease those wheels, I mean. I'll, I'll work on that because if I can get him to call in, I'll, I'll make sure to get you included, okay? You know what? You have both. Uh, I, I'm the odd man out of this scenario, as I've always said. I've never asked any of you guys for anything, but – there are a few things. William Shatner, Jean-Luc Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart, Ryan Reynolds. I'm cashing in those favors, guys. Come on. I'll see what I can do about the Ryan Reynolds. But uh, I, I really believe in what he's doing because he believes so much in it that he bought the company. Yeah. So it's good. Is, it's really good. It's fantastic. I love it. Oh, my God. It's good. Yeah. I, I'm calling right now that uh, you're seeing a couple things in the liquor industry. Uh, whiskey is still, brown goods are still on fire. Uh, rum, premium rum is starting to really grow. Okay. And uh, gin, gin is making a comeback. People are starting to navigate to gin. Uh, and you're going to see a lot more of that. Ryan Reynolds has been a huge part of that as far as bringing gin back to the public atmosphere. It's so really refreshing if you if you do it right. Oh, gin and tonic with a twist of uh, lemon peel. Oh, just fantastic. It does go back to the what we were talking about earlier, the ebb and flow with all this stuff, how... For a while, it seemed like everybody was a whiskey. For a while, everybody seems it's craft breweries. I mean, I don't know how it is. You, you, you travel a lot, Joe, and I guess Justin too. Are breweries everywhere like they are here in Iowa, or is that is it's, that going to be something that's going to die out soon? Well, it just the the market is oversaturated with craft breweries. Yeah. It's just not there's not enough consumption to possibly support all these people, and I feel bad because they're incredibly passionate. A lot of them yeah. are great, but they do, but. You know, you, you look at the craft beer sections, and there's so many of those beers that a lot of them are going out of date sitting on the shelf in yeah. the craft beers. Because 
you know, the kind of the thing is you, you try one and you kind of find your favorite and you go back to it, you keep it in your fridge, but you're just always trying different things as a craft beer drinker or, you know, that you have a style like IPA or pale ale that it's just, there's no way that all these breweries can survive. Oh, speaking from, speaking from a guy with, with a specific taste, the one thing that I've noticed about all of these craft breweries, and it seems like every time that I go someplace and be like, oh, what's your local selection? We have six different IPAs. I think that it just seems like everybody gravitates to all these small breweries gravitate to an IPA. I can't stand an IPA. I think I'm probably maybe in the minority, but it seems like everybody's making the same beer. Well, yeah, it, here's, here's the thing is that drink local. Uh, when I, ever you go to a restaurant or bar back when they were open all the time, uh, there's been a huge push in Iowa, especially support local Iowa breweries, which yeah. I think is fantastic. Oh, yeah. But what, what hurts for the beer business, which I'm separated from that now, I used to be really big in the beer business, looking on the outside, like these beautiful, huge craft breweries in California and then all over, you know, Washington, Oregon, they're getting lost in the shuffle because there's so many local breweries that yeah. are grabbing up these tap handles at these bars and restaurants that, uh, you know, it, it's tough to find those. So in the regional breweries, are really they're going to retreating back to their states where their origin is that's where they're being popular again and you know that's where you're not seeing a whole bunch of wisconsin beers on tap here in iowa anymore like you used to because that used to be what craft was you know you were thinking like okay that's that's the hot new craft thing now it's the local iowa breweries that are the hot new thing you know what part of it is though i think and this and this could be just you know my own take which which it is but it's sorry, I've had, I've had wine tonight. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I'm so proud this, of you. This was full when I started. When I opened this bottle tonight, it was full. Anyways, no, going back to the brewery thing, like you were saying that you you, you know you're not a, bi- a big IPA guy, and and I, I always find myself like I want to do the local thing, but there's some days that I just want it to be a Budweiser. <laughs> I want it to be a Coors Light. I want. Yeah. I I want. I think breweries are sometimes try and get away from that stuff but it's like why don't you have a good beer that is kind of your coors light you know light lock yeah yeah essentially something like that instead of you know instead of just uh you know drowning me in hops or hey we put fruity pebbles in our beer or you know (laughs) something you know stuff like that it's like just have like your coors light your budweiser version of this and I'll happily drink that. And you're seeing a lot of the local Iowa breweries starting to do some of that. Are they more? They're doing lighter styles and uh, kind of gateway beers to kind of get people to try. And then they kind of educate and they get some. It's a whole thing like what I do with the wine business is that uh, you think about Moscato or White Zinfandel, you know, what uh, our moms or our aunts drink. Yeah. That's, that's great. I love that because that brings them to me from a whole nother category. They were probably drinking Bush Light before they started trying to drink Moscato or Riesling or White Zen or Rosé. And once I get them to the category of actually drinking wine, I could educate, teach them, and let them sample different styles and types and kind of build their palates. I mean, think about it. When you guys... Uh, an, do either Iowa mom, an Iowa mom drinking Bush Light, the hell you say. <laughs> yeah, is this a real thing? <laughs> Do you, either one of you guys drink coffee? Yes. Did Did you kind of grow it's medicinal in your coffee? at this point, Joe? It's not. A, it's not a choice. It's medicinal. Yeah. Ugh, kids. 
did either one of you start off when you first started drinking coffee, maybe three creamers, two creamers, and as you've drank coffee more years, you've gone away from the creamer and you've gone to dark, you know, black cup of joe. No. Have you seen black, that kind of segue? Black rifle and you gotta boil eighty percent till it's concentrated down to really get it where I like it. That's because your palate has developed. You've actually lost taste buds as you've grown older, so you need stronger taste to be able to experience. Huh. It's the same thing with wine. I, I bring you in sweet, then I gradually take you drier. See, I've always liked, and, and as much as I've tried different coffees and stuff, I always go back, I just like sweet coffee. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's just one of those things. It's just when I have coffee, I like it sweet and I like it creamy. So I can tell from that. That out of the two wines, the Skelton Malbec and the Skelton Gruner Veltliner, you would like the white more than the red. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That, no, that's, that's totally fair. If I Go run ahead. into somebody in a grocery store and they really are having a hard time telling me what they like, I will ask them, like, what is your drink of choice at home? If they tell me that it's Mountain Dew, uh, Warfit Sprite, then I know to kind of go for kind of a light, refreshing, uh, sweeter style white. And if they tell me that they're drinking their their Black Rifle Company coffee, I'm going to take them to Cabernet, Malbec, and Zinfandel. Hmm. Interesting. So I always started the the wife off with the uh, uh, Pinot Grigio. Um, uh, Here comes the, the Justin, lighter. the wine expert, everybody. Well, no, I'm just saying my <laughs> personal experience. Uh, yes, the, um, the I stuff. started my wife. Hold on. <laughs> oh god yes that is the good stuff but, anyways but i started I can, the wife on I, uh, I can get almost anybody into a red starting up with a cab and then we move south from there how often do you do this you've never once tried taken me on a wine experience i, I need a to... lot in this was a lot in my 20s wait wait wait, wait, wait. joe I, i've moved to whiskey i've moved to whiskey joe in the 20 then. years that you've known Justin, has he ever taken you on the wine experience? Well, maybe a wine cooler experience, I think. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> we, we started off drinking a lot of rum, look, Adam. A lot of rum. Okay, there's look, a good look, question Joe, for Joe and I party with a purpose, okay? We, Sometimes we that purpose charity. is charitable. Sometimes it's getting f***ed up. What's what's wrong with us drinking whiskey until we think Star Trek Five is a good movie? There's nothing wrong with that, and that that is a noble noble cause, and I will defend that till the day I die. What's <laughs> number five? Is that Undiscovered Country? No, it's Final no, Fantasy, Final Frontier, or Final, Final Frontier. Final? Yeah, fi Final Fantasy. Oops. What does God need with a starship? Oh, it's Spock's cousin. Yeah. No, it's stepbrother, brother. half brother, half brother, half brother, half brother. I that said he was, was a son uh, of Sarek. It's got uh, Michael Berryman in it. The guy from The Hills Have Eyes. Classic horror film character actor. Oh, we drank whiskey until that was a good movie one night. I'll just put we it that did, way. We did, and it really is a good movie. Look, Shatner's direction is good when you're drunk. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, was it, Look, only the, the even... Ro, the row, the row, row, your boat scene... The row, 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 your boat scene is a good scene. I'm sorry. It, it will be. I, the I'm, future a has a machine that only makes marshmallows. Only makes marshmallows. That's it. We have a replicator that only does marshmallows. Think about the engineering that went into that specific thing. Okay, what does it make? Does it make steak? Does it make boots? Does it make lunch meat? No. Listen, follow me on this. Marshmallows. 
I've got to go back and watch this again. I haven't seen that since it was on VHS. You need if you do it, drink whiskey beforehand, and it's going to change <laughs> your life. Hey, can can I bring a special guest in? No, please, your wife. Can I bring a special guest in, honey? Go grab a glass. Have a have a have a glass of wine. Yes. It's oh, Gina. this this should end well. Well, with that, no, this is one five one the show. You can find out more about us at one five one the show dot com or this station's website dot com. Don't worry, we'll get to your stuff here in a second. Anyways, um, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at one five one the show, and uh, we're sponsored by Skeleton Wine, right there. Which you can find out more about them at skeletonwine.com or at Skeleton Vineyard on Facebook. Joe Foster's our guest tonight. Apparently, Sheen is going to be joining us, uh, Justin's wife, because if he let one of his kids drink, that would be illegal. Oh, that's, illegal. do not support that. I Let's do. just take this time to reflect that uh, uh, Justin way out kicked his coverage once again. Yes, yes, he did. He he really. Oh, really I'm punching. I'm punching way above my weight, dude. I always have been. Hey, uh, going over to Joe. Um, you were talking about you do classes and stuff. Is this something that anybody can take, or uh, this is yeah. where you can, this is where you can shamelessly plug the uh, hell out of your classes? Well, actually, it's something that uh, the Iowa Premier Food Wine Event, which I think they've now it's. Gosh, I, I sure hope we have it this year, but I don't know with COVID. But uh, they usually have guest speaker stages, and I go on there and uh, just an audience, and I speak. I, one of my favorite classes is teaching about champagne, which. Hopefully, you guys let me talk about champagne tonight. Cause it's is my, this champagne? My, uh, that is beautiful, beautiful French sparkling wine. Okay. It's not It's not technically champagne because it didn't come from the Champagne region of France, also known as Champagne. Uh, so we Champagne. can't, by EU law, call it champagne. But it's gorgeous, and it's fun, and it's amazing. And, and then by federal law, I can't mention any of the retailers that I do classes for. Because it'd be providing a service or uh, something of value to a customer, and I can't do that. But uh, I teach classes. Just look for web announcements and things like that. Oh, so you uh, can't but, actually say that you have a, a wine class, or you you can't have a website? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I, I can't say who I'm doing a wine class for. Because oh, okay. So, so this is what you okay. So let me get this. You do it for a company or a different wine, like hey, skeleton comes in. They're like, hey, we want you. We want you to educate people on skeleton wine. Is that kind of what it yeah, is? Yes. So then I'll go to different restaurants, bars, retailers, and I'll teach classes. But I can't mention any of those those names of those customers. So well, that's no fun. I know, but I, I follow the law. I'm goody two shoes. So uh, Sheena, are you drunk yet? I want to say this is the first time Sheena's ever uh, come on the show before uh, for the yeah, first it, time. Yeah, right? it is. It's it's the first time that uh, she's participated uh, in the show. I try getting staff, but um, she really did. She texts the crap out of your wife to, to get this. Did apartment. you see what my wife worked on today? No, I was the busy. deck. Yes, I did. I, I kind of want that OxyClean recipe. She uh, she scrubbed our front deck to the point that it looks brand new. Like it legit it really looks. Does. So she put the kid to bed. Uh, it was supposed to be about an hour ago, but um, yeah, I, I imagine she's dead to the world at this point. I think I haven't heard anything from upstairs. So, all right. So yes. the reset one five one the show dot com. Um, yeah, stuff. Uh, skeleton wine, good. We drink it. Sweet. It's drink. yummy. Support it. Yes. We're joined by my lovely wife. Sheena, uh, first-time guest, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, Joe, let's let's move to the let's move to champagne uh, if we can. Ah, yeah. 
And <laughs> since we're not, I have a question. Since we're not saving this for a special occasion, mm-hmm. uh, it's not okay champagne. Well, it's sparkling wine. Since we're not saving this for a special occasion, should I go pop this sucker and us finish up our wine and, and try it? Uh, you should chill that one. That one needs to be okay. chilled. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Chill, chill that one down. Okay. Well, you can tell us about it then, and we'll chill it and have it later. I think Justin just wanted to keep getting drunk, is what it sounds like. This was full when I started. (laughs) Sheena, it was. I saw the bottle. It was all the way full. It was a brand, believe it or not, it was a brand new bottle, and it was full. Full. Well, it's it's a one liter bottle. Those skeleton bottles are one liters. That's a full, like, glass and a half extra of wine. Hey, by the way, Joe, let's see how much you know about wine real quick, okay? okay? Uh, how much oh, wine is in a bottle? Sideways trivia questions? No, I did find <laughs> wine trivia, though, real quick. The, how much wine is in a bottle? Yeah. 750 milliliters, 25.4 ounces. Nice job. Uh, how many bottles of wine are in a case? 12. In the wine business, we classify things by 9-liter cases, which would be 12 bottles. Some okay. cases of champagne are 6 bottles. Okay. Uh, because they're bigger, correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, not always, just... Sometimes they're really expensive, so they pack them six bottles to case to make them more approachable for customers to buy. Gotcha. How many grapes does it take to make an average bottle of wine? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. What's the answer? Uh, Justin, Sheena, you got a guess? 9,000. Do it in pounds. How many pounds of grapes? 50. 50 pounds? No, not that that much. I would say probably, what, three to five pounds? Two and a half. Okay. All right, I'll save some more of these here in a little bit. Joe, what's the technical measurement on a buttload? <laughs> I don't know a buttload, but I can tell you that the uh, the big stopper they use for wine barrels is called a bung. <laughs> yes. And the hole that it goes into is the bung hole. Yes, it is. The The wine it's, is not making you any funnier tonight. <laughs> it's, it's a true thing. See... So. Why you gotta be that guy? Your level of dad joke has like gone up, but they haven't gotten funnier. But you think they're funny. <laughs> but it is called. I told you. But it is I called. Just keep getting redder and redder and redder the entire night. Just, but it is called <laughs> the bungle. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so calling my agent. Uh, oh, whatever, right. Joe. You're having a blast. Yeah, let, let, let's talk champagne. How about that? All right, champagne, yes. All right, all right. so I have a bottle of Clicquot, Veuve Clicquot. That's actually, Veuve is French for the widow Clicquot. Is that what you're drinking right now? But yeah, that's one of my favorites of all time. Have yeah. you been drinking it out of the bottle or what? Yeah, because I don't have a proper champagne flute to drink out of, so the next best thing is out of the bottle. Does the I glass matter? Out of the bottle at my wedding yes. reception, so. You unsophisticated bastard. Yes, I am. That is true. Uh, the glass really does matter, especially, well, here's the thing. Champagne flutes, they they preserve the carbonation longer because they're more narrow. Okay. So if you really enjoy the bubbles, that does really matter. Uh, we like to drink champagne out of white wine glasses because champagne should be, you should smell it, you should get the bouquet, uh, and not just sit around and wait for it. You, you should drink it, enjoy it, and have fun with it. But okay. champagne the proper way. Oh, here's a fun story. I'm going to tie champagne into Doctor Who. How about this? 
Is you guys this have to, to do it? with Marie Antoinette and her? Uh, yes, it does. But that's. Do you want to hear this one? Yeah, I do. I I, I do. I do. I just. I just want credit because I know about Marie Antoinette and her bosoms. Meanwhile, Sheena and I are like, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, it, no, number one, it's a legend, and I don't, I don't think it's actually true because uh, the cool, the champagne, the, that champagne glass that you'd see in like 1950s movies that looks more like a kind of a cup. Um, it's the meme with Leonardo DiCaprio uh, from The Great Gatsby where he's holding out the champagne glass. Yeah. That, that's a coupe right. de champagne. The legend, which is not true because this champagne glass was around for decades long before this, was that uh, that champagne glass was actually a mold of either Madame Pompadour or Marie Antoinette's breast, which is – it's a fun legend. And really? It's a good to tell with the glass. Huh. But it's, it's, it's a legend. We'll leave it at that. But uh, Madame Pompadour, who is Louis XIV's headmistress – Yes, there is such a thing as headmistress. And uh, so Madame Pompadour, that's where they say that uh, because he enjoyed champagne so much that uh, that Coupe de Champagne was uh, molded from that. But uh, but anyway, tying that to Doctor Who, the 10th Doctor, is there a better doctor than David Tennant? Uh, remember the episode where uh, the girl in the fireplace? The girl in the fireplace, exactly. Yeah, uh, Madame Pompadour. So that was, uh, man, that was my favorite episode. That was heartbreaking. That was like the doctor's chance at love, but uh, didn't work out. Well, and very rarely do you get to see a horse follow a, a guy around on a spaceship. Yeah, that's true. The SS uh, Pompadour, remember that? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a tenant guy, you know that. That's my yeah. doctor. By the way, guys, a buttload is a regional English measurement of capacity of a heavy cart a butt containing six seams or 48 bushels equivalent to four or 384 gallons. 384 so, gallons. That is a buttload. That's according to Google. So, and, and Joe, Joe, you were here. You were there that day. Speaking of the 10th doctor, yeah, Alex Kingston. I was yes. there too. I yeah, know, but Joe was too. I want to call that out. Oh, so I, the, so I the, difference, the difference being that Joe was there uh, in a lot of ways, specifically to see uh, Billy V. Williams, and you and I just made fun of his handler. I talked about that the other night when I talked to uh, I uh, Reyes. Uh, that's the worst handler I've ever seen in all the years I've done radio or podcasting or whatever. Of all the handlers I've ever seen, Billy's is by far the worst. <laughs> and I now know him. You, oh, Billy Lord, or the handler? The handler. What? Oh. We'll talk offline, okay? We'll talk <laughs> off air. Yes, we'll talk off air. Let me actually, get. He's actually a really good guy. He's a really good guy. And we're not going to ask any stupid questions about Star Wars. You're at Comic Con and we'll Lando talk Calrissian. Off air, Adam. We'll talk off. No, but air. come on. It's the truth. You're at Comic Con. You're you're Lando. I, I, that I was the you. thing you did. How can you, you not ask questions about Star Star Wars? How I will tell you. I will tell you. His handler uh, got my Elabella uh, some extra time to talk to Billy D. Williams, so I'm forever forever thankful for that. Well, we do love Ella. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I go back to that, and that guy was. In- we'll we'll, ta- we'll talk offline. There's a reason the way he is. Okay. 
Probably because Billy doesn't like people, right? No, no, no. Billy loves people. Billy December Williams is one of the coolest human beings to ever walk this planet. Did you know the D and Billy D is December? I That's, was just really? That's a fun fact. Yeah. No, I just, I, I go back. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you this, and I know you want to talk off air about it. That guy, the way he sounded and the way he treated the crowd, turned me off to Billy D. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it absolutely did. Yeah, Billy D's not like that. So I, I'm I'm partial because I just did. Uh, did you guys see? I did that Alien Zoom with the cast of Aliens. Uh, was it a couple weeks ago? I did. Yes. It was that guy that organized that. And oh really? He asked, he asked every single one of my questions, which was amazing. So. Huh. Yeah, I just that guy. Ever since then, I like whenever they say, "Oh, Billy D," or you know anything like that, I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah, I go back to his handler and how he treated that crowd. And you know what? I'm sorry. He treated him like garbage. So uh, this is 151. You can find out more about us at 151thoshow.com or this station's website. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at 151thoshow. And we hope that you subscribe, like, and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and uh, new to tune in. Now, Joe Foster is our guest tonight, also a special guest. Uh, Sheena, Justin's wife, she's here as well. Way cooler than the rest. What do you think of the wine, sweetie? We haven't asked you yet. It's good. And this is your kind of wine. He's more of a dry red wine kind of guy. Exactly. Um, I always tend to like sweeter. So this type of wine is right up his alley. All right. So, so she like, like Sheena, you like the Gruner Veltliner, the green bottle better, right? Yes. Yeah, when we yes, killed I it did. that night, yeah. Yes. All my right. dad makes my dad makes homemade wine and my dad always tends to make a sweeter wine. So Okay. That's kind of what I'm used to. Joe, as we get ready to kind of wrap this up, because we're getting kind of long in the tooth here, you know, whether it's Skeleton, you know, that, you know, sponsors us or, uh, you know, these champagnes or whatever, what's kind of the gateway one if someone really is looking to get into this stuff to really, you know, understand how it pairs with food and, you know, just kind of the whole world? What do you suggest for them? Well, number one, get online and just do some research. Um, Look up what you're eating for dinner and look for recommendations. Uh, it won't take you too long on Google to find some great uh, suggestions, but if you want to enter into the wine, I, gosh, I, I tell you what, I think honestly, Rosé okay. right now, summertime, I think Rosé is a fantastic way to kind of get into wine without being super dry red. Cause I have to preface this because Rosé, there is some serious big dry rosés out there and there's some sweet ones. So you have to be careful which one you pick because I don't want you to get kind of turned off on wine because one you tried wasn't your cup of tea, so to speak. Yeah. I want you to try, you know, find, find whichever uh, restaurant bar or wine store that you go to. There's always somebody there that's willing to help you go ask them and tell them what you like, uh, what type of soda you drink, what type of coffee you drink, how you take your coffee. And they're going to find something for you to, start off with and try okay let me ask you like this if i was going to go to the store right now and buy three styles of wine okay to kind of get myself into this what would those three styles be rosé probably for you i would pick out a riesling no i'm talking i'm talking generic person uh just person a that might be listening to this right now hey i'm interested in wine i want to kind of you know start to get into it what what are what are the three that i should have on hand If I wanted to take a shot at finding something for you that you like, I would probably start off with a lighter style white, maybe a Pinot Grigio or a Sauvignon Blanc, a Chardonnay. And then I'd probably pick a Zinfandel from Lodi. I've had a lot of success in getting people that say they don't like red wine. 
to try a Zinfandel from Lodi because okay. they are so fruity and there is some nice sweetness with the dryness okay. that uh, people that ever tried red wine, they gravitate to that. And so I, I probably, you know, I'd probably pick, actually, I'd probably pick a Pinot Grigio, a Chardonnay, and a Zinfandel okay. for you. And then from there, we can figure out if that Pinot Grigio is too dry for you, I'd probably take you down to a Riesling. And if that's too dry, I'd take you to Moscato. How many wines are there? Do you know? Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. There's just so many. <laughs> this is not This is not a trivia question. This is just me being an a-hole and being curious. 948. There's, there's hundreds of thousands of wines out there. When just did winemaking begin? There's, what's that? When did winemaking begin? Mesotopia? Yeah, Mesopotamia. Yeah. Mesopotamians. I think I said that right. If not, I've had some of this. This bottle was full oh. when I opened it. So oh, I got it right? Six thousand. Right? Uh, yeah, you're in the ballpark, about 6,000 B.C. Okay, when was the corkscrew designed? Stelvin, it's also known as Stelvin Closure after the gentleman that uh, patented it. Stelvin is his last name. Uh, I would probably say... Gosh, maybe 40s or 50s? Of what century? Um, probably 19th century. Okay. Justin, you got Justin or Sheena, you got a uh, guess there? No. Sheena, nothing? Really? No. I'm not a history person. 1342. Thank you, Justin. You're wrong. It was actually the mid-1800s. Okay, so I'm not too far off. You said 1947. Joe, Joe, what, Joe 19th century. Oh, you said 19th century. I thought you said 1900s. Yeah. I was like, no, I said that's century. <laughs> Joe, what planet did uh, they land on in Alien? LV426, also known as Acheron. Are you a big alien guy? Alien guy? Huge, huge. Really? 1986, James Cameron Aliens, my favorite movie of all time. At what Game point did you? Over, man. At what point did you give up on that series? After Aliens, I was I was a kid when Alien Three was 92, 93 when it came out. And I just remember so excited to see it because uh, Michael Bean, the actor played Corporal Hicks in the movie, was like my favorite actor from the movie The Terminator, Navy SEALs. Uh, and he's killed off within the first five minutes of the movie. I was done. So, huh. done. I That's one of those movie series that I always go back to and I'm like, why are they still making these movies? I have next to me um, the godfather of cyberpunk science fiction novelist William Gibson wrote a treatment for Alien 3 instead of the hot mess that David Fincher made. Okay. That was actually one of David Fincher's first movies. He went on to actually be a brilliant auteur. The Game, uh, 7, but Alien 3 was just a mess. Just a mess. And this William Gibson, Alien 3, this adaption of his screenplay, it was fascinating as far as that, that movie could have been amazing, but they didn't go with it. What uh, What did you think of the Prometheus one and... Uh... All that. Prometheus actually was really good. I really enjoyed Prometheus. Well, that's uh, Joe Foster, everybody. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed the, uh, the background of the engineer. Uh, you know, the, the whole uh, black goo thing, the uh, starter of life, if you will. It was, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Joe Foster knows about as much about wine as he does good movies. <laughs> These, oh, these opinions do not necessarily reflect uh, those of 151 The Show, nor uh, Adam or myself. Believe it or not, we have taste here. Oh, stop. <laughs> We're sophisticated. 
Damn it. We're so- yeah. We're sophisticated. We drink wine out of bottles. <laughs> Attaboy. All right. Joe, what's your final thoughts on wine and booze? Oh, I, I love It's the universal language of love, man. Brings everybody together. Wine's available in every country in the world. I got a really great, I got a really great, great question, unless Justin has one to finish off. No, go ahead. If you were going to make friends, like if you came across one person and you had to make friends with them and you had to pick the proper wine to do so, what would you serve them? Champagne. Cha- champagne's a wine? Champagne's a wine. It's uh, made up of uh, three grapes, uh, which actually I should say this. There's three grapes that are the noble grapes of champagne. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. Three different grapes blended together. And sometimes they have all of them. Sometimes they don't. Uh, when you show somebody a champagne bottle, whether it be Dom Perignon or Veuve Clicquot or Luc Belair, which is French sparkling wine. Yeah. You show them a bottle, they recognize what it symbolizes. They may not even enjoy the taste, but they know what it symbolizes, which is a party, a good time, celebration. That is the bottle that I'd share with somebody. I feel that like that's sense? cheating. No, that's the right answer for me because I love champagne. And people that uh, don't drink wine hate wine and – I expose them to champagne, and when you hear that cork pop, it's it's a party. It's a good time. That's what it's all about. Life's short, man. Awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you so much for the wine. We appreciate it. Uh, all the work you did behind the scenes and all that, we, we appreciate it. Justin, you okay? I'm good, man. I'm... How much, show us the wine bottle. How much... We're we're almost we're all we've almost killed an entire oh my. leader. Well, we gotta go until you're done. Sheena, does, does he need to come sleep in my basement? Your basement, my basement, either one. Let me ask you this. Uh we'll see if he makes it up the stairs. Are we doing a shameless plug tonight? I think our shameless plug is for this entire liter bottle of skeleton wine that we killed. We? Mainly you. Yeah, you helped a little. All right, then. Well, we'll end the show there. The shameless plug is going to be for ibuprofen, which is what I'm going to need in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Joe, again, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We had a blast. It was a really cool conversation, and I like how it went. Yeah, this is actually a lot of fun. Oh, great. Now he's going to want to come back. I know. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Let's be honest. We need to do an alien show. Well, there's only two good movies in the whole damn series. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. We need to do an Aliens Universe show where we've got Predator and Aliens and all the spinoffs, prequels, everything. We can make a show. We can make a show. He's f***ing <laughs> programming now. What the <laughs> sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on once I take over. Hey, guys, when am I going to get my Facebook uh, password to the uh, site and all this? i got, I got to be in it on this stuff. Anyways, Joe. Right. We'll, hey, guys. We'll... we'll, we'll... <laughs> Hey guys. hey, guys. Hey, guys, I got booze. <laughs> uh, Joe, no, we'll have you on for an Aliens one. That's not, We've never actually gone into the Aliens universe, have we? Well, no, we haven't, because neither you or I are really that big into horror, uh, which is not really our wheelhouse. Now, I, it is Joe's. I mean, uh, there's probably an entire Evil Dead show out of this that I'm pretty sure okay. that... Uh, well, Joe... Um, Joe Man well, worships at for Bruce I, Campbell. I, I'm part of a couple Facebook groups that have over 15,000 members dedicated to various aliens things. Uh, I think that'd be damn good exposure for you guys that we do a show, then we post it on one of those pages. And then they're like, who are those 
assholes that just tore apart aliens. Yeah, it's going to be real great for us, Joe. Awesome. Joe, I don't know if you've seen the show or not, but I tend to be that ass- that's that's okay. You'd fit in great with these people. I just so. told you why I, I'm, I'm not a Billy D fan. And you're like, yeah, let's go talk to the aliens crowd now. Cool. So, okay, you're not going to post this, right? I can tell you the background. No, we'll we'll oh. do that off air. Let me, let me we'll, wrap we'll up. We'll do that off air. Jesus, <laughs> Joe. He's We're like, still <laughs> wrapping up the show, Joe. This is how this works. Oh, God. All right, with that. Joe, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. Justin's going to continue to get hammered. We'll get that story off the air. Uh, Joe Foster, are there any uh, shameless plugs you want to throw out from websites or whatever to go look at wine? Skeletonwine.com, of course. The only thing I can tell you is that please, please support 151 in the show. Great guys. A lot of fun. I really enjoy what you do. And uh, when you go buy wine, please look for the SGWS sticker on the bottle. That is what I'm asking you to do. What is that? It's the Nickel Redemption in Iowa. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it's got my company's logo on it. Yay! There you go. Mine mine wasn't picking up real well. All right, we will do that. We'll even post a picture of that. Uh, Joe, again, thank you so much. We appreciate it. That's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, for, excuse me, Justin and Sheena and Joe, it's a whole party tonight. This is 151 The Show. You can find out more about us at 151theshow.com. Uh, this station's website.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151 The Show. And we hope that you like, follow, subscribe, and share us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and now tune in. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great rest of the night. Justin, did you finish the glass yet? Finish it. Leader of cola, kids. Leader of cola.